Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Give the Lord the praise. Give the Lord the praise. Let's give the Lord the praise. The Lord is worthy. Oh, yes, he's worthy. Let's give the Lord the praise. Give the Lord the praise. Give the Lord the praise. Let's give the Lord the praise. The Lord is worthy. Oh, yes, he's worthy. Let's give the Lord the praise. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord the praise. God bless you. Children of God, we do greet each of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you once again to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. God bless you, Sister Penny. Yes, give the Lord the praise. We praise God for each of you. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is finding you as this is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God for another day added to our lives. God did not have to place our spirits in our mortal bodies one more time, but he did. He placed in the breath of life. He has added more time to our time clock in this life. Therefore, my brother and my sister, since God has done that, that our works are not done. There is still more that God wants you and I to do for him. I pray we will do what he has commissioned for us to do in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. We're going to take a look at something the Lord was sharing with me a little earlier from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 with a special focus on verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, from the New International Version of Scripture. If you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Once again, 1 Corinthians 20 and 10 and 12, Paul says, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. 
We're going to work from a theme today, children of God. Be careful that you don't fall. Be careful that you don't fall. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We bless your name. You have been good to us, Heavenly Father. Once again, you have focused up. You have started us. On our way. You have given us food. We pray, Heavenly Father, that as we search your scripture today, you will speak a word in our hearts that will bless your people in the four corners of the earth, that will edify us, that will strengthen us, that will encourage us to do your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Father, we ask that you once again forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our iniquities, our debts, as we forgive those who have sinned and are indebted to us. Father, we trust that as we study your word, your spirit will speak and he will move in our midst today, that your name may be glorified, that your people may be edified, that your kingdom may expand and grow. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. Be careful that you don't fall. As we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, we see the writer sharing with us warnings from Israel's past. Now, in other words, the the writer is giving us a history lesson regarding the nation of Israel. Now, history is a very important subject. It's a very important concept because God wants you and I to learn from history. He wants us to learn from the history of humanity. He wants us to learn from our family or our race's history. He wants us to learn from our history as human beings. There are some things in our history that we have done at earlier stages in our life that God wants us to learn that we don't we don't need to do again or, or do that anymore. So history is very, very important. When you see individuals that don't take seriously their history, you will find individuals who make some of the same mistakes over and over And over again, my prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice today, it will learn from our history that we will not make the same mistakes over and over again. As the writer speaks to the church, 
in 1 Corinthians 10 and 11, he says to the saints, he says, these things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings to us. Now, understand that, that the Bible, among many things, one thing that the Bible is, it's a book of warning. It's a book of warnings for you, warnings for me. The Bible warns us about the chastisement of God. The Bible warns us about the punishment of God. The Bible warns us about hell. The Bible warns us about the wages of sin. The Bible a book things. Now, things are dangerous. They normally have warnings on them. You know, I think about some of my equipment that I use on the church premises here. You know, uh, lawn mowers and chainsaws and all kinds of different. These items have warnings on them. You know, why? Because the, 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 the ones who make these items know that you can be hurt, you can be damaged if you do not use them properly. The the inventor or the, the architect of my chainsaw knows if you don't use that chainsaw just right, you can hurt yourself very badly. The architect of my lawnmower knows that if you don't use this uh, lawnmower just right, you can be hurt very badly. Well, understand that the word of God, the Bible says, is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from the eyesight of God. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. What is God letting us know? That if God's word, since God's word, is sharper than any double-edged or any two-edged sword. You can be hurt by God's word just as you can be helped by God's word. My prayer for every one of you is that your proper use, your proper study, your proper division of the word of God will help you and it will not hurt you. The, the word, Listen, the word of God being used wrong can hurt you. The word of God being used wrong can hurt your family, just like a sword. A sword being used properly is a beautiful thing. You've ever seen individuals that can handle a sword and do all kinds of things? It's a beautiful thing. But there are individuals that have cut their finger off using a sword wrong. There are individuals that have gashed their leg using the sword wrong. So we understand that just as a natural sword has to be used properly or it can hurt you very badly, the word of God has to be used properly or it can hurt you and others very badly. The writer says these things happen to them as examples. Now, because many of the Israelites did not see the events that took place in their history as examples, many of them were doomed to repeat it. 
Many of them were doomed to make some of the same mistakes that their ancestors made. My prayer for every soul that the sound of my voice. We won't make the same mistakes that our ancestors made. He said they, these things happen to them, happen to the Israelites as examples. God, examples. God likes to give us examples. And the Bible says, and they were written down as warning to us. Because God knows the seriousness, the potency of his word. God says, Robert, I even know the potency of people not, not doing my word. This is why I give you warnings. This is why God says I give you examples so that you don't make some of the same mistakes that others have made. You know, the reason why they warn you that your more can, can cut your foot off, somebody cut their foot off before. The reason why they warn you that your, your chainsaw can cut your hand off, because somebody has cut their hand off before. Now, using God's word properly. We don't take the examples. We don't take the warnings. We end up getting hurt. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. So, the writer says, if you think you are standing firm. The writer, the writer says, look, I'm not saying that you're standing firm. The writer says, if you even think you are standing firm. Why? Why does he say think? Because the reality is we can think we are standing firm and not really be standing firm. Thinking that you are doing something and actually do it, doing that thing are two different things. Now, what the Lord is bringing in my spirit now is uh, this past weekend, the church and I went to Virginia Beach and stayed in a resort, very nice place, had an indoor swimming pool. I recently had a stroke, as many of you all know, and uh, I'm in the process of recovering from this stroke. God is bringing me back little by little. But uh, I got in the swimming pool, and I was trying to relearn how to swim. And, you know, in my mind, you know, I was performing the stroke or performing the swimming technique. But when I actually saw what I, I was doing, they videotaped me and I actually saw myself, I was doing something that was very different from what I thought I was doing. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to let us to know? Well, we can be thinking we are doing one thing. I thought I was performing the swimming strokes much like I used to prior to having the stroke. But what I realized and what I found out is that uh, what I was actually doing was a far cry from what I thought I was doing. The writer says, if you think you are standing firm, there are individuals that think they're standing firm in their faith, but really are not. Individuals that think they are moving with the spirit of God, but really they are not. Listen, we want what we think we are doing to line up with what we are actually doing. We don't want to just think we are standing firm in the faith or in our relationship 
with God. We want to actually be standing firm in our relationship. The writer says, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Each one of us, as children of God, you know, um, standing up and remaining standing are two different things. Now, as I shared with you earlier, I'm in the process of recovering from this stroke. And one of the things that I do as an exercise, as a rehabilitation, is I walk around the church compound. Uh, It takes me about uh, 17, 18 minutes. I time myself, and I normally walk two laps, two laps or so. The ground is uneven, and I want to make myself walk on uneven ground because in life, sometimes where you're walking is uneven and you have to keep your balance. So I practice that at the church compound here, and I have to be very careful that I don't fall physically. I'm not talking about spiritually here as as our lesson is teaching us. I have to be careful that I don't physically fall. I have to watch my steps. I have to watch where I'm walking. I have to watch because I don't want to fall physically. Well, God wants you and I to do the same thing spiritually. God wants you and I to be careful that we don't fall Spiritually, you know, we got to watch our step. We got to watch where we're going. We got to watch so that we don't fall spiritually. Lord says, if you think you're standing firm, be careful. Be careful. That you don't fall. This was the mistake that our great, great ancestor Adam made in the garden. He was not careful that he would not fall. And as a result, his fall brought humanity under the influence, under the punishment of sin. Now we all have to experience the punishment of sin because of the fall of our ancestors. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. Our falls today affect our descendants in the future. And, you know, my spirit is going to Ishmael and Isaac, two children of Abraham. Ishmael is commonly thought of as the forefather of the Arabs. Uh, Isaac is commonly thought of as the forefather of the Jews. Thousands of years ago, these two sons were born to this man of God, and yet these two groups of people are still having conflicts today. Thousands of years in the future, you know, uh, Ishmael was uh, produced when 
Abram went unto Sarah's maid uh, maid servant Hagar, and they had a son. Um, Isaac was produced when Abraham went unto his wife Sarah, and this conflict is still brewing today. Another thing the Lord is bringing to my spirit was the feud between the Hatfields and the McCoys, two individuals, two families that had a disagreement between two individuals in the family that spread and sprouted into a feud between two families that lasted for hundreds of years. So my brother and my sister, be careful. Our falls spiritually do not just affect us. Now, the Lord is flooding my spirit with different things. Hosea 4 and 6, the scripture says, uh, my people, God said that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Now, that's, that's the only portion in that scripture that many of us will quote. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. But that scripture actually says a lot more than that. What that scripture actually says, Hosea 4 and 6, is God said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I will reject you as my priest because you have ignored the law of God. I will ignore your children. Say, Apostle, what does this mean to me? This means that God, that, that there was punishment on the children that was in effect because of the sins of the parents. What you do right now is affecting your succeeding generation. What you do and I do right now is affecting our community. What listen, we God wants us to make our generation better, not make our generation work worse. Are you making your generation better or are you making your generation worse? Are you making your church or are you making your church are you making your marriage? Listen to me, my brother and my sister. Anything that we are a part of as children of God, we're supposed to make it better. My prayer for every soul that's under the sound of my voice is that everything that you are a part of, you will make it better in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because the people of Hosea's day we're rejecting knowledge. Listen, when you when you and I reject knowledge, we're making things worse. Ignorance makes things worse. But the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God, makes things better. My prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice is that you will make things better in the name of Jesus. The writer says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. 
You say, ah, apostle, I'm struggling with lust. It's common to mankind. Ah, apostle, I'm struggling with uh, uh, the desire not to not to go to church. It's common to mankind. Ah, apostle, I'm struggling with anger. It's common to man. No temptation. Understand this, my brother and my sister. Whatever is tempting you, whatever you are going through as far as temptations, it's common to mankind. We are all going through it. We are all experiencing some level, some degree of the lust of the flesh, the pride, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Each one of us is in this warfare. Each one of us is in this battle. The bishop, the prophet, the elder, the overseer, the apostle, we are all in this together. The writer says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. You feel like your lust is the worst lust out there. Nonsense. We all straight up with it. You feel like your anger is the, the worst anger there ever was. Nonsense. We all struggling with it to some degree and to some magnitude. So this is why, you know, this is why the scripture tells us to confess our sins one to another. See, because you got many individuals that don't want to confess their sins, other individuals are feeling like uh they're the only one experiencing this. Listen, my brother and my sister, we are all, two things we all have in common as children of God. And I share this with congregations all over the world. It's two things. Say, Apostle, what are they? Say, number one, the Holy Spirit. As, as born-again believers, everybody under the sound of my voice that is born again, you have the Holy Spirit. If you are not born again, you have not received the Holy Spirit. So that's one thing we have in common is the Holy Spirit. And number common is this thing called the flesh or the sinful nature. We all have the Holy Spirit. We all have as children of God and we all have this thing called the flesh. We all share these two things in common. And we all have to learn how to deal with both of these entities. We have to learn how to deal with the Holy Spirit, learn how to listen to him, learn how to be led by him, led how to, to have trust in him. We all have to learn how to deal with the flesh, learn how to bring it under subjection, learn how not to listen to it, learn when it is talking. Some people think, some Christians even believe, some of you even believe that, that you're just one entity, nonsense. Any Christian that has a revelation from God knows that we have two entities at work within us at all times. We have the Holy Spirit that is working in us and working through us and working on us and trying to bring us into the perfection of God. And we have the flesh working in us and working on us and working through us that is trying to bring us into uh the will of the adversary. The Holy Spirit shows us the will of God and takes us into the will of God. The flesh shows us the will of Satan and takes us into the will of Satan. These two are warring uh, with each other. The scripture says, 
that the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh. These two are in conflict with each other. So we can't do what we want. Also, we don't do what we want. We want to be perfect. We want to be righteous. We want to be holy. We want to be pure. But we got this other entity that is at work within us. I want to encourage you, child of God, keep working to please God. Keep working to obey the Holy Spirit. And you and I will eventually get the full victory in the mighty and the precious name. Of Jesus Christ. So, as we look at scriptures, we understand that no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. In other words, in other words, you're not going through any super temptation out there, man of God. Any super temptation out there, woman of God. The stuff that you and I are being tempted by. God has, is letting us know it's common to mankind. But then God gives us a word of encouragement, and we're going to close on this. The Bible says God is faithful. Listen, our flesh not, might not be faithful. Our sinful natures may not be faithful. Sometimes we are not faithful, but the Bible says that God is faithful. Watch this. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means if it is a temptation to you or a temptation to me, God says we can handle it. It is not above and beyond what we are able to bear. So what you are going through, my brother, you can bear it. What you are going through, my sister, you can bear it. It may be tough. It may be difficult. It may be hard. But God has promised that he will not let us be tempted. He will not let the devil tempt us. He will not let our enemies tempt us. God says, I will not even let your flesh tempt you beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, now this is what a lot of children of God don't know. I'm going to share it and we're going to close this message. When you are tempted, when I am tempted. Bible says God will provide a way out. So if you find yourself, listen, children of God, listen, listen very well. If you find yourself tempted a lot, experiencing a lot of temptation, understand that there's always there's also a lot of ways out for you. Because God will not let you and I be tempted beyond what we can bear. That's one thing. And number two, that number one, if you find yourself going through a lot of temptations, that means you can handle a lot of temptations. Because God's not going to let you and I be tempted beyond what we can bear. And then number two, when you are tempted, he provides a way out. So if there's a lot of temptation in your life, God has provided you with a lot of ways out, a lot of ways of escape, a lot of ways to so that you can endure it. Now, the problem is when we are tempted, one of the problem is we don't seek and search for the way of escape and we get swallowed up and in the temptation. So I want to encourage everyone listening to me. Some of you, I'll never see your face and that's okay. Just hear the word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. Doesn't say faith comes by seeing the face of the pastor. Doesn't say that faith comes by by uh, being in a big church. Bible doesn't say. Uh, Bible says faith comes by hearing. Question is, are you hearing me? If you are hearing me right now, faith comes by hearing, and faith will come in your life, in your in your ministry, in your marriage. As long as you are hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Most important thing for you and I to do with the word of God is to hear the word of it, of the of God. One of the things the prophets used to say in the Old Testament, hear, O Israel. You've got to hear God before you can please God, before you can do anything that God wants you to do. Before You've got to hear God. And I want to encourage and and and. Um, send a, a word of praise to those of you who are hearing what the word of God has to say. This is how you make your faith grow. This is how you get closer to God. By hearing more from God, you've got to hear God. One of the ways of escape for our temptation is hearing the word. Well, because some of us don't want to hear the word, then we're not taking the way of escape. Listen, God has promised to provide the way of escape. Now, if you and I don't want to accept the way of escape or don't want to take the way of escape that God has provided, then the temptation can do us in. But if we will take God's way out, if we will take God's way of escape, whatever it is, then we'll be able to stand up to our temptations. We'll be able to stand up and get the victory over our temptations, over those things that the adversary is trying to use to destroy us. My prayer for you. Every one of you under the sound of my voice is is that you will get victory in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. That you will take God's way of escape. See, God providing a way of escape and us taking the, the way that God has provided. Two different things. God providing money for you to, to buy food and you taking that money Buying food with it, what was it do? It, it, we can squander it away, or we can miss it, or we can, and it be just like God has not provided, but God has provided. Listen, and when God is dealing with me and my spirit on this right now. God said, Robert, I provided a way for mankind to be saved. God says, I provided a way for every soul to be saved. It's called faith in Jesus Christ, but. Some people don't want to place their faith in Jesus Christ. Some people don't want to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Well, what is what what can God do? He's provided the way out. He's provided the way of escape. But if you won't take it, listen, you know, I, we went down to the beach last weekend. Now, you know, sometimes individuals get out there. 
there in the ocean water, go a little further than they and and get in trouble. Lifeguards have to come and get them. Well, if you're out there in deep water, drowning, and a lifeguard swims out there to save you and throws you a line or reaches down to to grab you and you tell the lifeguard, no, I don't want, I don't want any help. I don't want, well, you can drown or you can die in that situation. Well, it wasn't that the lifeguard didn't provide a way out. It's that you wouldn't take it. My Listen, my prayer for each one of us is that we will take, not that God will provide a way out. God has already said, that's what I'm going to do. God said that I'm I'm all, I'm doing that. I'm gonna do that. So the scripture says when you are tempted, he or God will provide a way out. God said, I'm gonna provide the way out. The question is, are you gonna take what I am providing so that you can get out? The prayer is not that God will provide a way of escape or way out when you when you and I are tempted. The problem, the, the the prayer is that we will take the way of escape, that we will take the way out when God provides it for us. My prayer for every one of you today, that we will take what God is providing in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Well, children of God, like my bishop used to say years ago, that's the message. That's the message. God bless you once again, Sister Penny. I pray that, that the word of God has blessed you today. Um, but that is the message. Be careful. You know, as children of God, we are instructed to be careful. You know, in our walk with God, we are on the straight and narrow path. Bible says broad is the gate and wide is the gate that leads to destruction. But straight and narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. So you and I have to be very careful because we are on a straight and a narrow path. Listen, you walk differently on a balance beam, which is only four inches wide, than you walk in the middle of the street. It's a different walk. Miller Street, you can walk, you can stumble, you can do all kind of things. Why? Because the middle of the street, be careful how we walk. You and I are on the straight and narrow way. We got to be careful how we talk. You and I are on the straight and narrow way. We have to be careful how we live, how we give, how we we are on the straight and narrow way. May God bless you, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on you. Be careful that you don't fall. I want to encourage you today, my brother and my sister, let's be careful so that we don't fall. You know, I have to be careful, as I was sharing with you all earlier. And when I'm walking around the church compound, I have to be very careful so that I don't fall down. You know, because a fall hurts. You know, God does not want us to fall. This is why he 
instructs us, he counsels us to be careful. Be careful. Falls don't feel good in the natural. Let us be careful in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. For those of you that want to be a blessing to the ministry, you may go to our church website and allow the Lord to lead you. Uh, We thank God for those of you that are supporting the ministry. Uh, Ministry uses money, my brother and my sister. Pastor got, got a house payment too. Pastor got to buy groceries too. Pastor, got, some of you all you think Pastor is living miraculously. Pastor has has responsibilities too, and and those of you that are a blessing to the ministry, we thank God so much for you. We pray that God continues to bless you, continues to lift you higher in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Saints, Lord willing, we will see you all later on. This evening for evening worship, may God bless you and may heaven continue to smile on you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant for the Christian Center Church Worldwide signing out.
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.